Hey, it is movie issue time. I'm coming at you with <laughs> whoa, whoa, seventy five percent. Really coming out a little hard. You're at a, you're at a ten. I think you had a seven. I I can give you lower than seven. No, no. I mean, if you, if you find yourself at five, you've gone too far. Come bring it back up. <laughs> bring it, pick it up. But not too high. Right. I'm your host, Leland, here with my good friend, Spooky, who has offered me the Wookiee life debt. I, I feel I owe it to you. You did, in fact, save me. <laughs> this is funny, because <laughs> I won't even save myself. <laughs> well, I mean, because I'm special. I'm special to you. Yeah, okay. I'm your big, cuddly Wookiee. See, now you took it to a weird area. Now I'm uncomfortable. Isn't that where I always take it? it like, is. Why is I it, why so why is it surprising? It. Yeah, I, why I, is it ever surprising that <laughs> I took it weird? I don't know. Uh, speaking of Wookiees, um, so I'm on a Star Wars kick. Which is weird because Star Trek just came out. It's <laughs> true. It's true. <laughs> so in my like, mind, I'm like, we're going the other side of the galaxy for a while. Into the stars, it's all good again. You go back, you rewatch Firefly, that gravity bullshit's happening. Like yeah, it's, it's all fair. I, I we're going back to space. Here's here's the thing about rewatching Star Wars. I'm kind of in a Star Wars mode. I think it has a lot to do with what we're doing on the Facebook page right now. Yeah, like the, we're, the Star Wars photo a day thing, which I have not lost steam yet with it. But let's be honest, some of the things that that person wrote on the list, stupid. Fair. I'm not going to lie. Fair. But, like, favorite planet? What do I give a shit? It's fucking space. That's why I watch the fucking movie. <laughs> if I want to watch a movie that takes place on a planet, I'd watch anything else. Look, I said Naboo because I was like, well, it's it looked pretty. peaceful. It, it looked pretty. Yeah. A bunch of pretty people running around, hanging yeah, out. A picnic on some rolling grassy knolls. Yeah, well, this is all fair. Whatever. I mean, Alderaan, you know, before. Yeah. <laughs> I I, Clearly before. I, no, I've, I've been to Alderaan in the game. It was very nice. Okay, is it like Earth? That's how yes, I imagine it's very, it. it's very earth -like. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who the fuck's going to put down Hoth? Or, like, I want to spend my vacation with Tatooine. Yeah. What a terrible, terrible... And I was thinking about through the trilogy, we spend a lot of time on Tatooine. Because we go because we go back to back it, to it. Yeah. and then and then with the other ones, we're even there even more. Who the fuck is going to Dagobah? Well, I'm just saying, like it's Tatooine and Dagobah, bitch. Like those are the two <laughs> planets we're, we're on the most time. We go back to them in separate movies. Hoth is the first 20 minutes of Empire, and then it's done. <laughs> Fair. Like we're on like Endor a lot longer. Excuse me, the forest moon of Endor. The, the moon, Endor's moon, which would not be a terrible place to visit for like. If you like to camp, yeah, but there is the lumberjack. Okay, well, there's that. But I also do feel there's a fear of death by the natives. They throw a rock pretty tough. They, you forget, man. And they, just, they, no, they, hold up, hold up. Just rewatching <laughs> the originals. I hate that I have to specify. Um, they were going to eat them. So um, clearly, they're man eating creatures. I, I don't think so because if you look, wicked has got flat teeth. He's got leaf teeth, leafy teeth, veggie teeth. Well, okay. He's, he's um, a plant eater. They were clearly Hunters? setting them on fire and hunting. <laughs> yeah. The, they them, remember he's singing? Do, 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 do. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're cooking them. <laughs> you know, it's, it's against my programming to pretend to be a deity. Try. <laughs> you, know, you know what? That does kind of shine a different light on Return of the Jedi. Welcome to the world. They, like, there's there's little pockets 
where they totally ate the bodies inside the Stormtrooper armor. Oh, they had food for years. That was oh, the celebration yeah. At, yeah. at the end. They were eating all, all the Stormtroopers. All eating Stormtroopers. Yeah, they're just... And, and you know what they did after and after the feast? And they were like, oh, I've eaten too much. Oh, uh, yub nub. They would like... A stormtrooper jerky, like they just kept it going. Well, yeah, you, I mean, you you jerky it just so it lasts. Right, but I mean, they were using the skulls as drums and shit. Like, no, Ewoks, bloodthirsty little fucks that we don't know about. But my point was, I got to the end of Jedi. Two things occurred to me. Okay, one, Ewoks are no, no, no. That I, I've always thought. Oh, that. okay. No, no. Those are man-eating beasts. This are is just today. I <laughs> never thought this before. <laughs> I've always had a thing about the Ewoks. Uh, two things occurred to me. One, I love how Luke Skywalker is always running around yelling. Or now nah, he's not running around. Who's he? He tells Yoda, uh, but he's always just like, I- "I'm a Jedi." Are you? Yeah. You didn't really complete shit. You're not a Jedi as, as you would have been a Jedi 20 years ago. Also, in how long was he on Dagobah Empire? It fucking seems like half a day, really. Right, because he has the couple montages with Yoda. He sure. goes into the into the room that stops the movie Dead in its tracks. Yeah. And then it keeps cutting back to Leia and Han in Cloud City. That's where it gets fucked up. But, I, like, well, was he there like a month? Was he was he actually okay, training? Well, was he learning mm. the force? I mean, we're told that I, this is clearly not important to the story. I understand that, but it was just something that occurred to me the, no, for the first great. time while rewatching it. This last because week. if you just watch Dagobah, it looks like at least a week, two weeks, maybe tops. Yeah, okay, not very long, but long enough because I don't know what the fuck he's eating out there. Yeah, uh, but the problem with it is, is it's juxtaposed to fucking Han and Leia. Going through the asteroid field, which, a day? Tops. And then they have to go to Basebin. Bespin. Basebin. Bespin. I've never said Bespin. That's B-E-S, so Yeah, I, Bespin. I don't, I don't think this needs to be on the podcast, but mm. let's just go on. <laughs> I bet other people are having this conversation. Fucking but nerds. <laughs> but they, they they get to they get to best spin and then it's like this half is the day. equivalent of cool whip. <laughs> That's it's it's, no, it's, no, like, no, no. it's like a screwdriver right in my ear. No, because you? I'm saying it right. Best pin. But they're cool on, whip. <laughs> they're only on best spin for like half a day. It's change your clothes, it, it, have dinner. Ah, oh, fuck Vader. Right. Or were they there a while? And well, they got to be there a while to fix the hyperdrive. It doesn't look like it. Right. Okay. It all Again, like not important. I'm just saying for the first time, I, I realized something. Also in Jedi, when he's like, Obi-Wan has taught you well. No, no. Obi-Wan didn't teach you shit. shit. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Obi-Wan handed you a sword. lightsaber, yeah, dude. And said, this is the elegant weapon of an, what is it, an elegant age or whatever yeah. bullshit he passes off as stoic and important. <laughs> Which is realistically, Alec Guinness on set going like, I don't know what you want me to say. Because none of this makes sense. This is this is some bullshit. <laughs> I just think he's just like Obi Wan taught you well. Did he? No. We saw that one scene with the the blast shield in front of the thing, which is just like even then it's just kind of like oh we're honing, having fun honing onto the force. Yeah. It's not it's not lightsaber training. Where did Luke ever get lightsaber training? We never saw it. We have well, to assume no, no. Yoda gave no, it to if him. If you watch, he is not a good lightsaber fighter. He has absolutely no training. Look, look, Empire, he loses. So clearly not a good lightsaber. Clearly. Motherfucker lost a hand. Clearly he, yes. Part two? Not great. 
I he is still not a great lightsaber. I think he's just upsetting Vader. Vader's at this point. I think he's just tired. Like he's like, I've been in six I movies. I'm life. fucking tired. I see what's going on. I miss my son. I'm gonna take a fall. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm gonna call it quits here. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm done. Wait a minute. What I was getting at after I got done with Jedi, there was this hole because. I wanted to watch more Star Wars. Oh. And it occurred to me, I don't have any more Star Wars to watch. Yeah. I it was like this weird thing. I felt like I did in like eighty five, where I was oh. I want more Star Wars, but there is no more to Star Wars. <laughs> Yet. But that's the thing, is well, this is the first nothing. time where I was kind of excited by the notion we may have some more Star Wars. Now granted, it could be argued, well, I could watch the prequels. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But I won't, because I was gonna I want to watch Star Wars. <laughs> I was gonna say watch like the Clone Wars cartoon before you go back to the prequels. I, I thought about doing that, but you know, whatever. But I, I, I'm in this place right now where I'm, I, I feel like a little kid in '85 with my lightsaber toy, going, "I'll never know anymore." <laughs> Unless you want to read a book. I, I, I've, I've read so many books. <laughs> <laughs> so many books, <laughs> so many nerds out there. Yeah, well, there's there's the Ewok movies. You can go buy and watch the Bloodthirsty Ewoks. We're gonna end that Kill. here. No, no. Eat a witch. <laughs> One, fuck your face. <laughs> Two, don't ever bring up Stalkers or Crash Crash to me. Just saying. <laughs> Both from Brendan Lee coming up in there like Diabetes Jedi. <laughs> He is the diabetes Jedi at Endor. He's just like, I gotta wear a special He looks like that cat, yeah. Uh, But we're not here to talk about Star Wars. And honestly, I'm surprised we went on this long with it. (laughs) Are we? No, I want to talk about Star Wars. (laughs) This is us. We can can do Star Wars at any given time. It's true. Yeah. So we're still rocking on our comic book movies from the past. Mm -hmm. And... You wanted to watch this one. It's been a long time. It has also been a very long time for myself. And watching it today, I was kind of amazed at how many lines I still remembered. Mm. I kind of was taken back by that. I didn't think I remembered that many. And then slowly as the movie proceeded, I remembered how much this movie affected my youth at that time. Because you got 89, Batman. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a year later. Yeah. This is a summer later. Yeah. It's a lot of nerd for one kid to handle in, in, a, in a small time frame. Like this is another movie that um, that I, I it, it's one of my childhood movies that I only saw as a child, and I only saw it like maybe once or twice. But it left such an impression. Like we didn't have a lot of VHS when I was a kid, so it was like I just watched like Ninja Turtles over and over, and, and like the Star Wars box set that I had. Like that's. Those are like the only uh, VHSs that I owned, but this movie left such an impact. Like I, I knew when the montages were coming up, everything felt so familiar. Like I can't, I can't quote it, but like I was, I was completely aware of every point of the movie. Like I had just watched it months ago. That's right. We're talking about 1990s Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy. Directed, written, produced by Warren Beatty. This was his baby. He had the rights to the sucker from like the fucking seventies. He'd been trying to make this thing for a long time. He knew long comic book movies time. would be big. That's not I'm not that's not an unfair statement to say that he saw something in this. I mean at really the time. I, 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 unless you're fucking retarded, like 
there's no reason not to think comic book movies could be good if you treat them like real like, movies. Like real movies. Yeah. Because the stories, like especially you talk about Dick Tracy, you talk about Superman, like these characters have been around forever. They've been around for a reason. Mm. Dick Tracy started in 1931. Mm. It's a few years old. before Superman. Yes, he's old. <laughs> he is really old. If he was alive today, he'd look like Prune Face. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. I, mean, I don't know either. Yeah, I, like, I think because so I'm imagining the movie and him saying all those weird lines. So I like Pruneface. Pruneface, uh... <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. He's, it's, you, you're like, yep, Pruneface. I get it. I get it. Our joke in the movie was, are they all mutants? Like, all the villains are clearly horribly disfigured mutants. You cannot contain yourself. This better be fucking... Mind blowing. What you you're can, gonna say? One thing I have done since th- I saw this movie as a child to this day is I will take a dog's face and kind of squish it forward so its face wrinkles up and just say prune face out loud. I will make dog faces <laughs> into prune face just so I can look at it and laugh. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Um... I've done it too. I, I mean, I've not yelled prune face. I think no, I, I'll do it. I'll squish his face. Go to prune face. No, I think I probably just like that. I think I probably squish it, and then I'm like, "You said I could rub him out." You know, like I actually do movie lines, and then I pretend to be Al Pacino, and I'm like, "I want him dead." You know, and he's like, "Oh, mumbles." There's another one. Mumbles, man. Dustin Hoffman. I enjoy his character in a small part, like. He Academy Award winning does not. He fucking, he's, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. he's the only one that's not kind of going over the top. No, like Al Pacino leads the charge of oh, going over the top. He, him, and Faye Dunaway are going at each other. She's not in this, but she should have been. But like, <laughs> he eats the scenery just like she does. Like from from the get go, if when he can, he's yelling at lips manless, he is just you're like oh shit man like this he, this is a powerhouse performance by the mutant known as Big Boy Caprice. If he can actually like grab the wall and use it as a prop, he would like he's just <laughs> everything in the scene he is using, he is absorbing, he is channeling. Well, he was using shoulders. <laughs> he's the weird body. Well, no, I meant shoulders. The character. Oh. Like, I know me some Dick Tracy. <laughs> I really like Dick Tracy. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, there were shoulders. Was a big, burly dude. Yeah, big, uh, big flat ladies. top. Flat top. Throw my favorite. Flat top was really good, but like for but me, he looks good. It's a good actor, and he's yeah. the only villain that really has a couple lines. He's Other, the only like one that him has and like a Itchy. Real role. Yeah, like him and Itchy have like kind of prune face. Yeah, I love prune face. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like prune face and that mummy looking motherfucker. Oh, influence. Influence. Stupid name. Yeah. They don't even talk about that he can hypnotize people in the movie. Which would have been but, really useful. Maybe. Really useful. Totally. But he does look like a, an Asian mummy. I feel like these two guys are like... And I'm not like, being racist. He literally looks like a mummy from he, Asia. <laughs> like these two guys I feel like old school gangsters. Oh yeah. That just never took, took control of a family. They've always been like a number two. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're always moving through the movie, like, with that kind of air about them. They're good at what they do. Yeah. And they know that they don't they, have the, the smarts. Or maybe they know they if they get... Maybe maybe they have to look inside themselves and they're like, I know that if I get too big, I'll get killed. Yes, exactly. So I'm going to stay the number three. Yeah. 
and be totally exactly. okay. You know, they, they know as soon as you're number one, there's a target on the back of your head. Yeah. someone's gonna hit it. I mean, and then there's the beginning of the movie where you got the brow <laughs> and little face, which you could not handle <laughs> if it was a regular sized man with a little face, which is what it's supposed to be. But they kept cutting to. A really big head. The entire screen is his fucking head with a with a face inside. We're like, really, guys? Is, is it little face or is it giant fucking head? And he like and let's, and let's and be and honest with ourselves. He sounded like like Sarah, oh, Bruno. Like, and he was like, because <laughs> he was like, right, well, little face. Oh. No. Uh, I, like I he's constantly sitting on hemorrhoids. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, this life. Yeah, eighty-eight keys was the um, piano player. And he could not tell you. Yeah, it took which me you could not handle. It took me forever to see it. Like yeah. I feel like he's, like I I want to believe just for my own sake that he just had this whole top head prosthetic <laughs> on just so I could be comfortable not recognizing it. And even after you told me, oh yeah, that's Nico Montoya, and I couldn't fucking. Except it, like I felt like maybe you were lying to me because you saw how vulnerable I was. Yeah, that's that's my shtick. Yep, it is. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I do. Uh, numbers is their accountant, and he was um, Strickland from Back to the Future. Yeah, the principal. Who was he? Principal? Yeah, mm-hmm. vice principal. Vice principal Strickland. No, he's a, he's, a, he's a principal. Yeah, that asshole, the ball guy from Back to the Future. The guy who hated slackers. <laughs> I guess that could have been the easier route <laughs> than me trying to explain. You know, the, you know, yeah, the guy, you, the vice principal. No, the slacker. The guy was always bald. Um, I did not know Catherine O'Hara had a scene in this. She played the one villainous character, uh, Trixie Garcia. Not a great name. No. She, you said she had a line. Apparently I missed it. She, she <laughs> briefly says it. It doesn't sound like Catherine O'Hara. Right. Um, and she's got a veil over her face. Yeah. And she's yeah. smoking a cigarette, so she's kind of constantly have her face covered. Like you were saying, like uh, in in that scene, it's like okay, well, someone fucking pulled in all their favors to yeah, get these yeah, actors yeah. in here. I think she's one, and she just didn't feel like it being a deal that she's in the movie, so she's just kind of hiding her face all the time. Yeah. Uh, Warren Beatty pulled in. I mean, he's Dick Tracy and Al Pacino is the bad guy, but. Really, what's memorable most about this movie is you say Dick Tracy, most people think of Madonna. Like, it was. Well, I mean, I'm just I'm no. I mean, it's true. Like, I don't I don't want to be that guy. that's like, well, the movie's all about Madonna because it's clearly fucking not. Or is it in some weird way? Now that I look back on it, no. <laughs> but she was an antagonist. Technically, <laughs> she also technically was trying to act too. She was trying to act real hard, <laughs> I, but like I just feel that she was overshadowed a lot of the other bigger players in the movie because it was such a big deal that Madonna was in this movie yeah, at the time. Yeah, but even you had to make a statement during the movie. This was the height of Madonna's career. Yeah. Like, like this was fucking Vogue, the blonde ambition tour. This was fucking her shit, you know what I mean? Like, I'm so used to the walking skeleton that I see now as Madonna. Yeah, yeah. Like, I kind of forgot, like, how good Madonna used to look. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, she looks like a real... I mean, we fucking see her titties in this movie. Yeah, a little thrown off by that, I'll be honest. Because I I never realized it before. She's... 
topless in a majority of a lot of the scene. I mean, she's not topless. Well, well I, I guess not technically she's because they're bearing, not free floating. She's bearing a lot. But no, but no, but I'm talking about like that. She's wearing a lot of outfits with sheer yeah. see-through covers, and you're like, well, there's only the one scene you actually can see her breast through. Them, though. Yeah. It's a Disney movie. Yeah, see that? <laughs> well, it's a touchstone, so technically not Disney, yeah. but it's Disney. But like, I forgot. And she came out of it. I was like, "Whoa, yeah, this is uh, this is a kids movie." I did forget about <laughs> that part. I was like, "Those be her breasts." Um, I know it's hard to look at them because you think, "Oh, they're not." It in was combs. not hard to look at them at all. I, I, you ruined my joke. I, I found it very easy. I, I got it, but you ruined my joke about the cones. No, like, like uh, to me, this was always kind of a kids movie, like a PG. PG thirteen, I guess, maybe because of all the violence, <laughs> or the use of every primary color in the world. <laughs> yes, it looked like my fucking coloring book yes. from like the second grade. <laughs> but yeah, no, Madonna is uh, you. We did think it again as a kid. You don't think about it. Watching it today as an adult, every single thing she said is an innuendo. Would it could have been followed up with "fuck me now"? Yes, everything. She's. She's constantly through the entire movie trying to get every hole filled with cock. <laughs> it was like, was it? Was it, what did she says? Um, I know how you feel. You don't know if you want to hit me or kiss kiss me. And you feel like at the end of it, dot dot dot. I want to fuck you. <laughs> it's like, oh, like her delivery, Everything. like Just, her lines as well. And that's not her fault. No, but. but I think it's it has. The it's the character, but it also it's funny because it's her and her. But I think the pop star persona is sex, sex, sex. Characters so. written for Madonna. Well, there probably was that too. Yeah. Well, there was a breathless Mahoney in the comics. Sure, but, but I'm sure she was hoard up for the role. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the old comics back in 1931 didn't have just like half her tits like in the in frame. A, in a low cut yeah. dress. Yeah. <laughs> was it used that the the kid could be? Like, I could see your boob. Yeah, I can There's see a child all in the room, lady. Your boob. <laughs> There's a fucking child in the room. Have some goddamn decency to cover up. This is the 30s. You, like, at this but, time, she'd be stoned in the street. <laughs> but in saying all that, okay, did she do the role justice? I can't say no. Now, granted, when she was doing her singing, that was excellent, but that's what that's, she does. So, yeah, that's you know. the thing she's good at. But I remember I said in the movie, because I had this thought, I'm like, what? I think her problem with her acting is that she's trying to act. Like, she's forcefully, like, must do this. Yeah. I said, I wonder if anyone's ever sat and was like, don't try. Less is more. Less is more. And then watch her turn into a fucking Meryl Streep, but we never <laughs> yeah. do. Like, it's something I mean, we'll never see. I mean, I doubt she, it. No, I doubt it, too. But I'm just saying, wouldn't it have been funny? Like, when, every time she delivers a line, uh, like, it's always in a voice. Yeah. Like, you're pretending. Like She's acting. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm trying to elaborate on your, she's acting hard. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> like, everything's done with a voice and with such obvious, um, like, cues. Yeah. You know, like it's. Oh, it's I'm all, sure she was given line reading. It's all so textbook. Yeah. That it's. It looks. No. It looks Warren fake. Beatty pulled her. So goes, I'm gonna need you to say it like this. And, <laughs> and she's like, Oh, because they were dating at the time, yes. and his dick was in her mouth. Yes. Okay, I got it. That, that's what I did. Yeah. That's what I did there. It's a, like Kevin Smith. Nom 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 nom. So you have two spectrums going on in the film as far as females are concerned. You have. One side of the street is 
Madonna the whore. Yeah. And then on the other side of the street, Slap you have the Goody Two Shoes side. Uh, the actress's name is Glenn Headley, who's playing Tess Trueheart, Dick Tracy's best gal. Yeah. I wouldn't call her, like, Goody Two Shoes. No, but her name <clears throat> is Trueheart, so I yes. kind of, it's automatically, I want to be like, like she's the Goody Two Shoes. But as we watched the night, she had some edge to her. Yeah, like she's 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 a girl growing up on the streets. She can handle herself. Now she's not a tomboy. No, but, but there was a couple years there. Yeah, I mean yeah. she, you know, she yeah, wore pants for a while. Yeah, where she had like a little cowboy face. <laughs> sure. Her parents were worried, but they got over it. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a phase. They'll run right through it. Uh, like she's she's so capable. Like that it, that's exactly it. She is a capable human being, which. Especially in like a '30s like detective story, yeah. Like they're not capable. No, people. she she was never damsel in distress, and even when she was in distress, I never felt that she she's, couldn't really. She's get out of it out on like, her. Oh, yeah. Dick, help yeah. me! I'm helpless. Help me! Yeah, she's not on the the railroad track screaming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that she was a very positive female role model. Absolutely. for the film. I guess it also could be argued if you choose to be the path of a whore, then Madonna was also a female role model. <laughs> well, it depends on, you know, what aspirations you have in life. But I mean, if you want to aim low, <laughs> you're living in a trailer park. But I, I was dropping some knowledge on the, for you. Sean Young apparently was supposed to be that role. She, I guess, had it. According to what I read is she had some fittings. Mm-hmm. They went with a different direction. Sean Young was not. In the movie. Uh, I, I feel there's a Sean Young story, isn't there? There is. For most people know that Sean Young wanted to be Catwoman really, really bad. Uh, he's like, she showed up. She oh. went to the Warner Brothers lot, dressed as Catwoman, and Tim Burton hid under his desk. Yeah. Like, this is fact. Everybody yeah. knows this. There are photos. She went all Margot Kidder and shit, right? She was like, Yeah, she, I mean, she there. didn't show up in some person's backyard without her denture screaming about gravy and beans. But, yeah, mm. you know. But... Clearly, issues. <laughs> I don't feel we need to walk people through this movie because most people have seen this movie. But what is That's remembered right, mostly, but... it, the look and feel of this film. I mean, it got four Oscars. Like we just watched the new Blu-ray. I don't think it's ever looked this good. It is so gorgeous. And like sometimes a Blu-ray will just show you. Okay, this was. Like this matte painting. Yeah. This was, you know, here are the strings. The models, the matte paintings, the over layers of paintings on top. It just looks so damn good. Like the matte paintings are animated too. They, they move, and yeah. And like the movie's so stylistic, it works. Like it looks like a oil painting. It looks like they're running on real panels of, yeah. on a comic book. It, it does, and, it, and I'm pretty sure that's what he was going for. I yeah, mean, it, it, it feels and it looks like a comic book. And it works. It, and the colors, look, I don't talk about this very often. I don't think I've ever mentioned on the podcast before. I'm kind of colorblind. And by kind of meaning you are colorblind. Well, I don't like to say it like that. Well, no. you're not black and white colorblind. No, but I'm pretty well like, fucked like up. Like I think everyone is. Shut up. I'm not like a dog. Um, I could tell you, that was motherfucking red and yellow. <laughs> That's how bright the red and, and red. Wall baby must love All red. Over. It is bathed in red. I mean, there are full scenes where there's a red light. The streets are bathed in red. Yeah. His apartment is red walled. 
Like fucking just red everywhere. It looks like someone just. It looks like the elevator opened up in The Shining and just bathed the entire set. Like fucking Dupont just rolled up and just <laughs> fucking made a killing on this movie. It is unbelievable how much red is in this, and I never noticed it before. But then again, as a kid, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But I think that it's all about st- the watch. Yeah. It also handles to how good this Blu-ray looks, mm. and and this is a fuck you to Disney for making yet another shitty DVD. Like, Disney is just incapable of making really good Blu-rays special features. There's not a single feature on this thing. so lame. They see the same thing with Rocketeer. There's no feature. Fuck you. I remember having the Disney Channel and watching making-ups for these movies at the time. I know, bitches, you guys got features. It's unbelievable. And the, the really shitty part is if you look at the previous Marvel films before Disney bought them, DVDs are like triple disc with special features. Avengers, not a lot of features on it. So mm. Disney took my Marvel movies and we're like, they don't need to know anything. <laughs> it's magic, bitches. <laughs> Except it. I, I think the acting is is pretty good. I think everyone knew what they were making. They're over the top, but it's not so over the top that it pulls you out of the movie. They address it right from the beginning. You know what kind of movie this is. It's a 1930s comic book cop movie. Mm-hmm. Good guy versus evil, but the good guy doesn't wear white. You know, he wears yellow. And actually... A bright yellow coat. <laughs> Dick Tracy, kind of a shitty cop. Do you think, really? In what way? Like, I, mean, I figured he knew what was going on. He saved the day. He well, figured it all out. Like, he's a hero, absolutely. But he's like, fuck a warrant, we'll figure it out later kind of cop. Uh, well, let's be honest. In the 30s, I think everyone was fuck a warrant. <laughs> no, but the problem is, like, all the cops around him are like, Tracy, you can't do it. We don't have a warrant. Like, oh, you'll never make it stick, Tracy. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, fuck it, I'll figure it out later. I, I gotta shoot this motherfucker. <laughs> I guess I just never, I just figured he's, he's the hero. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's still the hero, absolutely. Like he never falters from that. But like he's on the side of the fucking building, like about to break in, and they're like, ah, oh, due process, Dick Tracy. <laughs> and he's like, fuck you. What? Um... Not a lot of dick jokes as much as you would think. Like, there's a Except couple. Except for everything that Madonna says. Right, well, okay. Well, enough with okay, the okay. material. That, that was the last one. Right. No, it's not. Right, maybe one more. <laughs> what is it you said during the movie? Well, it's like a, like a virgin, right? Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> no. She, <laughs> no I did see your lucky stars, though. I can't even look at you. Um, the... See, you made me lose my train of thought. That's you started talking about Madonna's breasts, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, but like, you're right. Like, everyone else is like aware of the movie they're making, like, and it kind of ranges because I mean, everyone is. I mean, Warren Beatty is the most reserved, but he's playing like the stoic hero. Well, that's his character, though. Yeah. Too. No, yeah, he he's... knows he's living in a crazy mutant-filled world. <laughs> he is. He really is. If you if you're unattractive. You're automatically a bad guy. Now, do it's you like think they Sparta. came like when, like when, when you decide to be a villain or a gangster? Do you think you came in with your name, or there's like, like a sorting hat ceremony kind of a thing? <laughs> like, like they, all the villains get together and, and like, like oh. flat top walks in, and automatically you're like, okay, well his head is well, flat. That's the easiest fucking sorting hat ever. Right? You know, <laughs> or because, like because it's 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 like. 
like Prunface could have been known as the old man. <laughs> no, it's too, it's too far. It was like if you, if you walk in, you walk in. It's like oh, glasses. Like they come in like oh, shorty. Like it's, it's the most visible thing about you becomes your nickname. Yeah, I guess. Except for hypnosis guy, mesmerize. Influence. Influence. What do you get? Asian mummy. <laughs> <Yeah>. Frankenstein. <laughs> What you fucking look he like, had a too. giant head. Yeah, yeah. It's, you could bounce between um, the mummy Strange, and the strangely on that. I've seen that dude without makeup on IMDb. Yeah, wasn't he? Uh... He still looks like he's in makeup. <laughs> <laughs> he's an ugly, ugly man. <laughs> he's that guy. He's, he's he's that guy. Wasn't he on Star Trek, married to Deanna Troy's uh, mom, or like his her manservant? That was not him. No, it was. <laughs> it was not Mister Home or Lurch. <laughs> I've seen that dude at Khan. He's a very nice, tall, alien man. <laughs> dude, he's got that. He's so tall. He, he rides in the um, the rascal. Like, like um, his body is like Chewbacca. Chewbacca and uh, Jaws from the Bond films. All yeah. three. Of, they're so they're human, so tall and they're big yeah. human beings. I think like, they all three race. <laughs> oh my god. My money's, on, my money's on Chewbacca. I want to see that. I feel so he bad. took lessons from the Millennium Falcon, so he knows how to he knows how to cut a bitch. <laughs> I don't know. He's a big walking dog. <laughs> the <laughs> this is a vision of them like all like, but, they, but they don't talk really. No, so it's no. like, like it's... they talk like mumbles and it's yeah. But they all have like shifty eyes to but each other. But there's the fat layage takes off her, her scarf and she's <laughs> she's, 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 she's the flag yeah, girl. It's like, like grease. You know, just like that. Was like, <laughs> uh, it's like a pod race. <laughs> and by that I mean horrible. <laughs> 20 minutes, we're never getting back. You're right. Yes. It's. It's Clearly, just the most obvious thing right, about you. Flat top, flat top. Yeah. Oh, look, you won't stop itching, therefore you're called itchy. I get it. Nobody understands you. You mumble a lot. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but we were talking earlier about the prosthetics and the makeup. I mean, this yeah. one, best makeup. It holds up. It fucking does. The only one that we felt did not really hold up was Dick Van Dyke's. Yeah. He looked, looked a little rough. Greasy and kind of like it was doing things to his skin. But maybe that's what they were going for. I don't know, like, Dick Van Dyke turns out to be, like, a... a he's a sleazy he's, politician. He's in well, the pocket. Dis- well, district attorney, yeah. He's in the pocket of, of Pacino. Big, big boy. So he's kind of stressed, I guess. I don't know, like, it, if that's the intent, it doesn't come across very well. No. Lips manless was gross. Oh, uh, my God. It's Paul so... Servino's character. His lips look like trout. <laughs> like, and then he's sucking on the, the oysters. He's, drink- yeah. he's just gulping oysters. And it's got the slurping sound, and I'm kind of grossed out just thinking Those about it again. Those had to be real oysters. Did they? I guess. Well, you know what? He was taking so many. I guess it has to be something he could actually eat. Yeah, but still, so gross. But Madonna has a great line there. She's like, "Can I go?" And he's like, "Why? Because I get sick when you eat." Yeah, (laughs) I was was getting. Well, that was delivered well. Watching. Yeah, no, that shit was true. (laughs) She has a couple lines that are delivered. You're like, "There you are." (laughs) You're really commenting on this on this movie here. You're in the moment. But his, I think his, I mean, the other Oscars it won, it won Best Art Direction, clearly. Obviously. Like, you know. Uh, I don't think we can say enough. No, how no. How gorgeous this movie is. Uh, it won, also won Best Song. 
Well, I mean, what was it up against? I don't. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, if, if, ninety. If you, who knows? Yeah, I'm just it, saying. At but, the time before every big artist was doing a song, like now it's not as much of a thing. But towards the late nineties, early millennium, like yeah. every movie had a big artist doing. Aerosmith was nominated for a song, so I think uh. anyone can be nominated. We, we talk about it two weeks ago. Three Six Mafia has Oscars, <laughs> so at this point, <laughs> fuck all. You know, like was it Pimpin' Ain't Easy or what? What the fuck's the name of the song? Big Pimpin', Easing for Cheese. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't, I know what that song is, but I can't remember. As you, you probably should. Saw Gatsby. There's a moment in Gatsby, the, most of the songs in the, the movie kind of don't, I, I, I would feel that none of them really pull you out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they turn on a radio, like an old-fashioned radio, I don't know why I had to say old-fashioned. movie takes place in the <laughs> 20s, of course it was old-fashioned. Yeah. They turn, they click on a radio at one so point. So they wind it up. Right, right, you know, like they do. Um, you know, it's Napoleon era. And yeah. they click on the radio, and it's a 20s version of Crazy in Love by Beyonce. And huh. I'm like, all right, kind of works. Don't hate it, don't love it, but it works. That's interesting. Right. And there's a couple other scenes where they do that just background you'll hear like a line or a beat. Very Moulin Rouge and a bunch of songs meddled together and kind of a thing. But there, there's one, one part where they're driving on a bridge and there's a car full of like rich, rich black people. And they, well, I only say that because their chauffeur is white and they make sure to let you see that. That's a thing. So these black people are rocking out, but they're well, not rocking out because it's the 20s. But they have a radio playing, not a 20s version. I feel it was the version like they went and got a Jay-Z CD, put it in and played Big Pimpin'. And it, it's weird. No, exactly. It's weird because they're they're driving down and you hear like he's like big pimping, you know, something with cheese, and and I'm like that really doesn't work for me in this scene because it's not even like like a 20s version where he's like big pimping, ha, huh? you know, it's like, it's not like oh my god, it's never gonna play so well as what I just saw. What my little you're like you're swinging elbows my, my, like, my, yeah. my little jig like like an Irishman oh yeah like but it's just like oh hey big pimpin' with cheese you know like it, it doesn't do that I don't know I sound more like the guy from B52s there for a second you know pimpin' with cheese he just yells anything I love it he's just like reindeer encyclopedia and you're just like what that makes no fucking sense <laughs> write your music but I out of all the music in the movie that's the one that pulled me out the most. Because it was the one that was so recognizable as Jay-Z. Not, yeah. Now, granted, he did the music, so it makes complete sense he's going to want to use one of his own songs. Yeah, one of his, yeah. But it was just so random for me. I was like, what, is it Big Pimpin? There's <laughs> <laughs> drive by throwing up the rock. <laughs> <laughs> what, honky? We rich? It's 1920? <laughs> yeah. Was, music was good. <laughs> I'm interested in checking it out. Um, um, But... You made a comment. I'm speaking about music for a reason. Danny Elfman Mm. does the music for Dick Tracy. Now, I used to think the score was amazing. Now it is. It's still. I think it still holds up. But now that I'm older, and you listening to it, listening to it again, it's basically the Batman score with a couple different notes added. The it's really similar in the same sense that i feel warner brothers came to john williams in 78 after seeing star wars in 77 and said hey we want you to score the superman movie can you basically kind of do the same i don't i never get, put get those go. together it's i mean in the same sense they both start off that it's like, just good okay well that's 
It's all okay. But I'm just saying, like, it's in the same sense, hey, this worked. Kind of do this again, is my point. I, like, I, I think there it's just talent. Danny Elfman, although no, I'm not saying he's not talented. Yeah, watch it, man. Does have a... Although I got all defensive. Yeah. I have it. Look, if, it like, if like it's not buddies. Boingo, nah, don't care. Danny Elfman... He was in a band once, y'all. It's... His style is so signature that it it hurts him. Like it does everything, now. Yeah. everything sounds like Batman and Nightmare Before Christmas because of what he chooses to use all the time. Now, I I personally didn't notice how much it sounded like Batman until like the very end of the movie yeah. when it's like the ramp really up? ramped up and it's kind of getting to it's like what I feel is an anticlimactic ending. But right where Big Boy pulls the big gun out of his pants and he's like, "Come on, he, yeah. come on!" and he's and, and he Dick Tracy's in the Dick it, train or the, or the Dick plane. <laughs> the dick. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to jump on that before you got there and I couldn't do it. Now, is it in the shape of? Is the real question. <laughs> No, no, no. It's, it's just it's one clearly... big erect penis, and he sits in the balls like that. It's got a little window. Like the ambiguously gay duo? Yeah, kind of like that. No, um, it's clearly and, and... just a yellow fedora that flies. <laughs> but one that looks like the, the the man in the yellow hat from Curious George, right? Like, it's <laughs> like just... a cowboy hat? Yeah, it's like, like a, a cowboy. Goofy. Well, you know, it's got to fly. It can't be a fedora. Those, those clearly aren't, like, aerial hats. <laughs> but a cowboy hat. <laughs> That's, it's got bigger wingspan. Clearly. Sorry. It does kind of... It, it kind of took us out of the movie because... Does he yell, Hey, kid, to the dick play. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> no. <laughs> Although he does have a young ward like Batman. He does adopt that kid. But anyway, so your, your anticlimactic <laughs> ending, the big ramp up, the music, yeah. Um... Yeah, like the, the the music is so Danny Elfman. Like at the time, I'm sure it was fine, mm-hmm. and maybe not a lot of people noticed. But now that you can hear Danny Elfman from a mile away, yeah, it's you know, it's hurting him honestly. Now, he, okay. Like I feel, I feel Elfman neither needs to quit altogether or really go into a new direction. Do you, now you you feel the movie was anticlimactic. I feel the I, ending. That's what I meant. Um, you know, you got big boys getting framed for kidnapping Tess. Yes. Dick Tracy's finally got something on him. He's going crazy. All the villains, this is really, what was the villain's plan when they drove out into the like the, the, cops the have, hail of gunfire? Yes. Like, I don't understand what their plan was. <laughs> Just to try to get away, but to what? There, there, there's it's like the parting of the gun Red Sea. There's so many <laughs> guns they break through, and it's just like next, and there's no blood because it's you know touchstone. But you imagine our version of this blood everywhere, Madonna's tits all over. She never wears a top. She's topless Mahoney. Yeah, topless Mahoney. That's her sister. She's from Chelsea. You be nice. Sorry. Like, the cops have the, the, the club surrounded, and the gangsters are like, you know, we gotta fucking, we gotta get out of here. I think they know there's little chance of, like, the first car getting out, but I think their their plan is maybe the second car, because Big Boy's in the third car, yeah, he, he figures, bounces, well, they yeah. gotta run out of bullets eventually. So you, well, that doesn't happen. So, okay, well, it's, it's unlimited bullets. Mm. But do, do you think it was, 
like they thought they were like Bush and Sundance, like we're going down with a blaze of glory, like you know. Like, I, 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 I think maybe like Flat Top's motivation was just like, you know what, I'm probably gonna die, but maybe if I take Dick out with me, I'm good. Well, but Flat Top is in the second, like Itchy's in the first. Oh, one. he sent his friend first. Yeah, like <laughs> clearly Itchy is the least important. Had you know very very few lines. Flat Top was actually kind of pushing and moving the plot around. Yeah. So he goes in the second car. Big Boy's the top boss. He goes in the last car. It was in it was in order of importance to to, the, to the family. <laughs> yeah. The pawns go first, <laughs> and they suck up all the bullets. You just X Men three'd me, and I'm not sure where my feelings are. I didn't mean to. I apologize. First, complete. I, Rage and anger of flipping table. Where's my mac and cheese proportion? I never ever mean <laughs> to reference X Men Three, uh, but eventually it it gets to be too much. And Big Boy obviously sees like, okay, well, there's no way I'm getting out of this. So he goes with uh, Tess into his secret underground railroad to mm-hmm. yeah. to try and make a, a, an escape. Yeah, uh, and that's it used where, to be Harriet's. Yeah, you know, but she doesn't need no more. No, so no. he uses it to get away. Now, Dick uh, instinctually knows where this is going, so he yeah, you runs couldn't, over... You just couldn't get no, past that. I, like, don't, I don't believe he should be able to know what direction well, no, he that... he heard the foghorn from the sea through the tunnel, and he figured, okay, they're heading towards that way. I'm going to just run that way. I'm not telling you it's a good reasoning. I'm just telling you the reasoning that is... is Given in the film. That's fair. That's fair. But they get to the drawbridge mm-hmm. and, the, and the clock tower. <laughs> you know, It's not a clock tower. It's just right, a drawbridge. But it's got all those gears. It looks like a clock tower. Because it's lifting the bridge. Right. But I said they had a, an old man fight. You said you felt that they were just kind of lumbering around and pushing each yeah. other. Like, I mean, you've got, you've got Pacino who is... At least in his late thirties, early forties, you got Beatty, who's probably in his mid to late forties, mm-hmm. if not. Nah, I don't think he's fifty yet. <clears throat> nah, he can't be fifty, but he's edging I mean, closer to the fifty. They both door. look like they're you know Older. not spring chickens anymore, right? So you know, once they meet inside the um, you know like the the, 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 mechan- the mechanical room of the drawbridge. <laughs> The gears are drawing the bridge. It's not. It's not a clock tower. Yeah, but I like clock tower. Uh, and Tess is tied to the ridiculously big gear. <laughs> and like they're just, they're just, they grabbed each other's shoulders and they're just kind of shaking back and forth. Like really, the most exciting part was back when all the gangsters the, were the gun battle, shot. Yeah. And now you're fighting the boss of the movie. And you're just kind of shaking each other back and forth, like you had this, you know, on foot chase. In the remake, clearly there'd be a better fight. Like yeah. they'd they'd have it on wires. Like Dick Tracy <laughs> runs up a wall. Like Dick Tracy would just like bust through the door, and his his uh, trench coat would just flap, just snap in the fucking wind. Yeah, Psst. and Dubs would Dubs be in would the clock fly, tower, fly out of the back from him out of nowhere. <laughs> It'd be, it would look fucking amazing. It's like Riggs. He just rolls on the ground shooting and hits everything <laughs> he needs to hit. Yeah, but I feel like. I mean, when we finally have the face-off between, you know, your hero and big villain, it should have been bigger than that. Because all he does is chase him. And yeah, then, and then he, I mean, and then the the blank shows up, confuses everybody for a slight moment. Yeah. Like, who the fuck's this thing? What the fuck happened to his face? Yeah, you know, and then he, big boy shoots the blank. And then Dick Tracy kind of, like, tackles him and accidentally pushes him over the edge into the gears below. 
I don't know. They're they're really old. I don't think they have the best control of their bodies. <laughs> um, I mean, like Pacino. That's why the blank didn't dodge bullets. Pacino's like five feet tall in this movie, so it's yeah. I didn't know. There's that one long shot where all his henchmen are around him. Yeah, and he's and, and it's small. a long shot. So you see him from toe to head, and, yeah. you're, and that was like. Oh, but he's also really tiny. <laughs> I mean, Al Pacino, not a tall man. No, but then he's also hunched over, and I feel he's always bent at the knees. Yeah, he. So is. he looks like he looks kind of. Uh, he's small, trollish? but he's, he yeah, <laughs> he does look like a troll, like a like a tiny troll, especially with all that weird muscle fat they got going it's a on. Weird, because because like imagine if you if you put pillows around your body and then tied your belt really tight. Yes, yeah, yeah, he that's just what he looks like he does. He's I, and I, I I couldn't tell if he was supposed to be big boy because he was once fat or that's supposed to be some sort of ape like strength. <laughs> I th- no, I think I think it's because he was short. Like you call a big guy tiny. Oh, that okay. That's good. I, I that's, think that's no, and that's where what happens. He walked into the horse, the, the villain hat sorting room, and they <laughs> and were like, "Oh, you're short. Hey, big boy, come here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You either get the the most obvious thing about you, mm-hmm. or you know, a wise ass. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, there was already an uggo, so <laughs> so Al Pacino gets called big boy, uh, and that's when the I fact- love that like sorting hat fucking ceremony Sorry, in my brain man. now. <laughs> And the sorting hat has a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. He's not as nice as the sorting hat. And guy. it's like just the hardest fucking like New York Oh, God, yeah. It's heard. like Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it you want one? <laughs> um, and that's when you find out the blank is Breathless Mahoney's been. Yeah. Which I is guess really... is interesting because I have to wonder. Now, did did she have a plan from the beginning or was it? She was getting really tired of big boy fucking her, and she was just like, you know what? I'm gonna start hatching my own shit because is, I can't handle this yeah, anymore. Like, is is her play a play for power? I don't think so. Or is it revenge? I think it's a freedom play. If Dick revenge, Tracy gets revenge, freedom. Yeah, if Dick Tracy gets big boy, she's free. She could leave whatever she's been doing. It's weird because like you're never giving a hint. You're never given no. a hint that it's Madonna. Like it really could have been anyone who was just still alive at the I movie. I wonder if it if that was like a last minute thing. Cuz as we pointed out, it's clearly not Madonna in the man's yeah, suit. No, like it not. doesn't look, act or physically move yeah. like a woman at no. any point in time. It is at the end though when she, when gets, she shot. gets shot. Yeah, I feel that that was her. Yeah. yeah. But like Nowhere else in the movie did I ever feel like it was a woman. I think I think it was always intended that because if you remember, like the fucking ad for this movie was ginormous, oh, and the oh, big God, yeah. thing, like I remember, like McDonald's was had like a scratcher or some shit, like you know who is the blank. Oh, okay. And if you like, if you had the winning piece or if you guessed right or whatever, like you won like a million dollars. Well, or it was, it was Maggie 000. Simpson because she shot Mr. Burns. She did, yeah, yeah. and it was her. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like Sue Ellen shot Jr. <laughs> okay, that was a deep cut for the people my age. <laughs> I mean, I know Jr. was shot. I could never tell you who it was. <laughs> well, now you know in case you ever have a trivia guest. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. So <laughs> I kind of feel it was always going to be Madonna. Like it's it was never like a last minute decision to make her because also it's kind of she's the only one that makes sense too. No, I I'm not disagree with you. Yeah, as a, as a separate character is never trying to make a power move to take over the family. No. Just wants to fuck all the gangsters. I think she was tired of having a train played on her nightly. 
No, I'm not, I'm trying to make a joke. Her character was clearly getting raped. Yeah. Well, she was being passed around. Yeah. I wouldn't say raped because I kind of feel like she Oh, just, so she wanted it. Okay. No, not that she wanted it, but simply like she was she's a character She just bit down on the pillow and accepted her role in the film. I understand what you're saying. She was a she's a character who is obviously has a very difficult upbringing and that's just her that's just where her self worth is. I do think she it's feels funny if, it, that, like, if, if it's not for her body, then it's for nothing at all. She's she, clearly as a character. I feel that she's trapped in yes. this club situation. She's stuck being like right. But here's my boss's girl to the next. But she leaves several times by herself to go to the police station. Yeah. So no one's watching her. <laughs> Bitch could have gone on a train at any point in time. Just disappear. Like, this is the 20s. Yeah, she you can could. get on a train and no one will ever find no you. No one needs to even have paperwork that says your name. She could just be like, aren't you Breathless Money? No, my name is Jane Watson. She <laughs> probably doesn't done. have a social security number. <laughs> she just go get a job doing whatever Dude, else. She could have gotten on a train and... Hitting the rails, you know, been a bum. Just going anywhere. I mean, she's the prettiest bum on the on the train. Granted. <laughs> I mean, some Richard Gere motherfucker would pick her up eventually. Wow. Yeah, I think it worked. No, it worked. It's I just it that's normally not coming from you. Yeah. Sometimes I just like to really throw a curveball at yeah, you. That's fair. Story's about a whore. Yeah. <laughs> she's a whore. Yes. But at the end of the day, still a whore. Still a whore. Yes. <laughs> a whore with a heart of gold. <laughs> And a so giant much. fucking bass mouth. <laughs> but, so, okay, I think we're in agreement. <laughs> Madonna had no clear motivation, but it was revenge. I, yeah. I, freedom slash revenge, but well, she, through, but she through did. The revenge and, and you through. know what? And poetically, she got her freedom. Uh, in I, that sweet embrace of death? <laughs> you, well, you know, I mean, her life was pretty shitty. I, I mean, guess death's better. So, like, at the hand of a gangster, she could have died at any time. That's true. I mean, in, in a real gangster movie. It was that weird scene in the beginning after Big Boy kills Lips Manless. And, and he's like, if you're around me, no woman wears anything but mink. Yeah. Wasn't she wearing mink? I don't know. He takes she was it off. wearing a fox. I, <laughs> He takes. I, it, I thought it was just a really weird line, and I was just like, oh, "Okay." Apparently, that wasn't Mink, right? And he throws this ex- clearly expensive fur jacket on the ground, and and she's like, "Well, I look good either way." And you're yeah. like, oh, "Okay, so now you have attitude." And he just keeps slapping the shit out of her. Yeah, he real hits. And I, you know what? And for and praise to Madonna as an actress, she was like, "No, no, it's got to look real." Hit yeah. me. Hit me. Like you but actually again, see the contact maybe of a piece she, in... Maybe she liked it. I mean, I, I, she did I, write I, a song on the soundtrack for Dick Tracy called Hanky Panky. I do feel I like... I like it when you spank me. Mm. She also, in the soundtrack, has a line that says, What's your name? Dick. Oh, that's an interesting. My bottom hurts just thinking about it. That was a line in the movie? Nope, but it was a line in a song. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Um, like I, I feel like the I got time, knowledge, sure. bitch, that just yeah, drops for days, like. <laughs> for fucking days. Just these big knowledge bombs on me. Although I, I feel now she just doesn't have sex. Period. Madonna? Yeah. So like Stewie Griffin says, like a hot dog in the hallway. No, like I, I just feel like she just doesn't. She just. You've done everything, yeah, and I, it's in a book. Like, like, what you have you, a book documenting the fact that you've done everything. Like, what do you got left? Like, just, is there anything that turns you on at just, this point? It like, just bores her at this point, so she doesn't even bother. It doesn't. 
there's no reason for us to keep talking about her. I don't know why she's become this. Because she Madonna was really, issues. she was really important at the time to the movie. Also, like you said, she she was fucking Warren Beatty at the time. I mean, they were a couple. Because in her documentary, Truth or Dare, they go to the premiere of Dick Tracy. Like, he's in the documentary and she's like on camera and I remember it being so funny to me because the documentary guy's just like, do you want to be on camera? He's like, no. I don't want to be anywhere on camera. He goes, she wants to be on camera. She doesn't want to do anything without the camera and they kind of look like, I was like, oh, camera's leaving the room. These two bitches are about to have a fight. He's like, fuck. He, he like knows he's three months from dumping her. Oh, God. I wouldn't even say they're together at that scene in the, in the movie. He's like, no, no. This is for publicity yeah. only at this point. Yeah. But then again, I, like I said during the movie, he was a big whore. She was a big whore. Eventually, they're going yeah. to run through everybody but each other. <laughs> and like, you know, just keep up appearances. You got to fuck each other. Yeah, well, you know, why not? I mean... You can't be the one time you you can't be the one person that says no. <laughs> I I just think I think this movie actually today in rewatching it with all the the wonderful effects, the colors, the acting, the makeup, everything that makes this movie memorable. I think this movie held up. I really do. Mm. And and you asked, are they trying to make a remake or something? I think it's under a lot of copyright issues. That's why they haven't. Mm-hmm. But if I was to hear next week that someone is working on a Dick Tracy script, not a remake, just another Dick Tracy movie. I don't need a remake. It's it's a he, comic book. We can go infinitely. Like, they're just stories. And, 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 and I think about it like, who's today is Dick Tracy? Can't be too young. You got to stick with like that 35 range. Nathan Fillion. I think he's too goofy looking for a Dick Tracy. Too goofy looking. Yeah, I don't think he. I think he good. acts goofy. I so if you rein that in a little, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's a good pull. <laughs> I'm not saying he wouldn't look good. I just, I don't know. That that one's not in my top ten. Mm. Huh. Uh, but clearly, movie issues. Spirit Animal. Channing Tatum needs to be Dick Tracy. <laughs> but really? it's just just Dick Tracy pretty. <laughs> Young Dick Tracy. The Adventures of Young Dick Tracy. He's he's still like a, 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 a lieutenant beat cop <laughs> coming up the ranks. Remember Young Adventures of Indiana Jones? I do. It was bit. like week to week. You got Sean Patrick Flannery or the kid. <laughs> and there was that one where Harrison Ford came back. It was a two-hour special. Harrison Ford returns as Indiana Jones. Motherfucker bookended it. Walked in, sat down with a weird saxophone. And some guy was like, you know how to play the saxophone? He was like, I did once. Starts playing it. Flashback two-hour movie, if not him. <laughs> and at the end of it, some guys come in, and he plays the saxophone, and some ice falls on the bad guys, and they're like, we lived! And, you know, credits. Fuck you. <laughs> That's not Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. But then again, looking back, we did get another Indiana Jones. Yeah, and then we regretted <laughs> it. Careful what you wish for. <laughs> So, Fillion, huh? I'm not denying it. I just don't think he has the name. He's my first choice. He's, yeah. my, he's, he's the first one that comes to mind at the very least. <laughs> Does Warren Beatty play the uh, district attorney now? <laughs> no, he plays Pruneface. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it! <laughs> no makeup. No, I don't need no, it. Not at all. No. Dustin Hoffman still looks good, so he yep. can play Mumble still. Yep. <laughs> it looks like they, they heated up Dustin, Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman's face and just Kind of pushed everything to the side a little. Yeah, mutants. <laughs> there are, honest, yeah. 
Like, if you're born a mutant, you have no choice but to join the mafia. Yes. You have no other options in life. I just assumed that's how it always was anyway. Yeah. But. Like, like I, just real quickly, I don't want to even leave out Al Pacino. I, I kind of. Okay. Like. I wasn't. Not not no, leaving know, him out. Like, I just felt, what really more is to be said about Al Pacino? He's rolled into that Nick Cage category at this point in society. Kinda, that, yeah. that like, there's what you, more can we add to the Pacino that hasn't been done? We, or we've said? never done a Pacino movie, so we haven't had. We've never talked about him before. Fuck for real? Yeah, I don't think we've ever had Pacino on this podcast. Who? Right. Like, I feel like this was the nice movie. Ass. This was the movie that started the the big Pacino. Yeah, kind of. But this is also before he got his Oscar too. Yeah. No, I'm just saying. I'm I mean, for like timeline. You, you look at you look at Godfather. It's not this. Like you look well, at okay, let's like be Dog Day that, Afternoon. You, it's not like this. Those characters really didn't deserve to be over the top. I mean, granted, granted. But now <laughs> I didn't. I didn't look at. But Godfather now, 2 when he kisses Fredo. I didn't I didn't feel like he was going to be like, I got to kiss him. <laughs> oh, Fredo. Oh, you hurt me deep. Oh, Fredo. Oh, you hurt me deep. <laughs> you know, like I didn't feel that coming from him. No, yeah, yes, yeah. but now every character is like that. Like a condom, let's wrap this up on Dick Tracy. <laughs> oh. Oh. No. It's a comic book for kids. Uh, Dick Tracy I think it stands up, and I, I think mo- I think everyone should see it. I think I, I, think I would, yeah, everyone should see this Blu-ray. It yeah, is, I, I honestly, like I said, if I was here tomorrow, they were doing a remake. I would not poo-poo it in the instant. I'd be like, done. Yeah, Who you it, got? In in in, in the Bring time, it on. In, in a time like this, where comic book movies are taken seriously, where uh, like I mean, I think under the right vision, specifically. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Don't like, get me wrong. I'm not saying I just want any you can't, Joe to do yeah, it. Yeah, you can't. You can't do like an action flick in the 20s with. Dick Tracy, I do think it works best because it was so highly stylized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this oh, does not I, look like you, a normal movie. The Shadow and Dick Tracy uh, together in one movie. And you get Warren Beatty and Alec Baldwin to replay the roles. Because <laughs> they're both like... Fat and old? <laughs> we are Movie Issues. You can reach us at movieissues at gmail.com. You can hit us up with the Facebook, the Twitter... A normal social media where everybody else goes. We're all on um. That's just we're how on we, most of them. Yeah, that's just how. I'm, I mean, we're not on Pinterest. Uh, I am your host Leland here with. Oh, I'm spooky! <laughs> Breaking it down. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We'll see you next week, people. Who up? I'm so happy with what I got. I want more. Your blessings, one, two, three.